What's going on, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Thank you so much for checking out the show. I greatly appreciate it. I hope that everybody is doing well out there. Hopefully you're being good to each other. You know, I say it on every single podcast, keep the faith and be kind to one another. I say it at the end of every show. And as I've mentioned before, that's a tribute to my grandfather, Vic Raddy, something that he, you know, really lived by and and used to write in cards and stuff. And so today I'm recording this intro to this particular podcast. It's actually the, the nine year anniversary of his passing. So it's kind of been a reflective day. You know, it's been a day where, um, I'm coming off a good weekend where I actually got a chance to, you know, safely go visit my family back home. I hadn't seen them in, in a long time, you know, since Christmas. So it was just a, a really, really great weekend to recharge the batteries and, uh, you know, coming coming back, coming back into town today and getting back in my apartment and stuff and being alone again and stuff. You just, you, you, you after a, a good weekend with my family, you just start to think about kind of like, like I guess my place in life at this point and just all of the the wonderful people that I have in my life and and it really makes you think about your life and what you value and truthfully for me my family means more to me than anything and I'm I'm just so blessed to have so many people in my life that I love and who love me you know not just my immediate family and my blood but my friends and you know people that have have you know just been in my circle over the years and have stuck by me through the thick and the thin man so so yeah just to kick this off man uh gonna dedicate this one to vic man i I love him i miss him i think about you every day gramp and uh and i hope that all of you out there whatever you're going through you know here in the states obviously there's just there's a lot of vitriol just a lot of negative energy um you know, and beyond that, if you're somebody like me who, you know, uh, live by, lives by yourself, and maybe you've spent a lot of time alone and haven't been able to see family because of all the stuff that's going on, just uh, just try to, you know, even if you have to write it down, just really try to be grateful for who you have in your life. You know what I mean? We we value things a lot, and we all have our prized possessions, whatever they may be, but. I tell you, man, if if everything went away tomorrow, the fact that I have people in my life who I can count on, who who are there to lend an ear, um, who who have stuck by me, I mean, that's that's the most important thing at the end of the day. I don't care who you are, how much money you make, where you live, you know, if you're a sneakerhead like me, you know, what what shoes you got in your rotation or any whatever it is that you value materialistically or otherwise, man. Like at the end of the day, when we put our heads to the pillow. All you've got is what you believe in and who you love, man. You know, that's that's really it at the end of the day, regardless of material possession. So my advice to you all, not that you asked for it, would just be whoever you love in your life, just don't don't be short on it. Whoever's helped you in your life, um, don't uh, don't be short on your thank yous. Tell the people you love you love them. Tell the people who have helped you or who support you, thank you. And and always do your best to try to you know put a smile on somebody's face every day to help somebody. That's really that's really the the best I think that any of us can do. You know what I mean? So kicking it off with that positivity. Miss my gramp. I love him. I'm a little reflective. So 
I just wanted to to say that, man. I, I miss the guy. I just talked to my grandma, and it's just like, man, you know, you just you get more conscious as you get older of of just just how lucky you are to be here, and and also just how short our time here really is. You know what I mean? And there's uh, there's so much more input now. You know what I mean? I feel like silence in some ways is is weird to people. It's even becoming weird to me. You know what I mean? We've we've got phones and internet and TV and we're watching internet on our TV and we're looking at our phones while we're watching the internet while we're watching TV. It's just, it's so insane. And so I, I would just, you know, in these times that we're in uh, globally, wherever you're listening to this, you know, we're, we're, we're really all in the same same boat. And any any time you can find that that uh, that peace and quiet or, or getting out in nature and just getting into a positive headspace, I, I really think is just, um, it's, it's necessary. It's important. You know, uh, they're not a sponsor of this show, but, uh, the headspace app is something that I use to, to do meditations, to listen to sleep music and kind of calm my nerves. Uh, there's a lot of like binaural beats videos on YouTube and stuff. And so I'm no doctor. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm not you know, prescribing anything here other than to just to tell you what works for me. Um, you know, sometimes I'll listen to rain and, you know, or ocean waves, just anything that you can do to calm your mind in these trying times is important. Uh, but chiefly amongst all that, I would say is being grateful. You know what I mean? Where, whatever stage you're in in life, obviously people have gotten affected by the, the coronavirus in, in varying degrees, right? Um, but, but do what you can just to be good to yourself and to be good to people around you. Uh, and you will be better off for it. And don't, don't be ashamed to seek therapy. Don't be ashamed to do any type of meditation or breathing exercises. Like it's, it's, it's all stuff that's really helped me in my life, man. So, uh, yeah, man, positive vibes. And, and on that note, getting into this week's episode, to kick off September, it's crazy, it's September already, it felt like time stood still for a second there with this thing, and then all of a sudden it was like, bam, here we are, and we've got, you know, four months left in the year, so with that being said, I, I'm I'm really excited about the guest on the show this week, it's a guest uh, that's been on this show before, he's somebody that I have a tremendous amount of respect for as a musician and every time we talk i just feel like we have really good conversations and he is none other than sterling r jackson aka ravi um you may be familiar with his work on youtube he does all kinds of covers from a multitude of genres and you know this episode and just the theme of this podcast after i rebranded it with perseverance and moving forward i mean his story man really fits that bill um, and, and there's so many layers to it that, I mean, we, we don't have time to cover it all in, in, in one episode. Uh, and, and there's a lot too that, you know, uh, in terms of what we share and, 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 you know, talk about in this episode that I'm just really thankful we have this conversation. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that, uh, as you'll hear, had, you know, to step away from music for a little bit and was dealing with some stuff and has come back into it full throttle within the last, uh, several months so there's a lot to get into, and I don't want to jump the gun too much, but uh, a super talented guy and, and somebody that uh, I, I really just, whatever I can do 
with with my show as as one of the little guys out here, man, to to promote his music and his stuff. I'm gonna do because he's incredibly talented. You know, obviously uh, Doc Coyle of Bad Wolves uh, has been on this show numerous times. Also a great dude and a great musician. Ravi and Doc are in Vegas Nerve together. If you haven't checked out that EP, which came out a few years back, make sure you check out Vegas Nerve. Uh, and I'll be sure to put up the links. But just from his original stuff with Vegas Nerve and Cosm and Philotaxis to his covers, the guy is just super talented. And I'm I'm really excited that more people are starting to check out his stuff because he's got one heck of a voice. And he's, beyond that, a really talented musician and, and somebody who's always been interesting and fun to talk to. So without further ado... I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Sterling R. Jackson. Here it is. Well, first, man, I just I just want to say thank you for, for taking the time. I, I looked back at the the emails and there was like almost 30 emails. So I, <laughs> I hope I... I wasn't uh, pestering you too much to do this, but uh, just me getting back in the loop again and just needing to scratch that creative itch with communication and music and podcasting and just having interesting conversations with interesting people. Uh, you were definitely on my list of, of people that I wanted to to reconnect with because I kind of was on a hiatus from doing my podcast for a while and you know, I don't know, I, I guess just a combination of needing to scratch that itch is it's always been there. Uh, I love music. I love talking to people. And the the one good thing that's come out of this crazy 2020 is um, having the ability uh, because of COVID to, to work from home and having a little extra time. So I was like, I need to I need to get back into this. So I genuinely appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Sure, man. Thank you. Yeah, this COVID stuff definitely changed a lot of things for a lot of people, and uh, some of us have been affected in positive ways and many in negative ways, so that's the way that the world works. Balance. Yin and yang. Yeah, man, and, and you know, for you, you know, I remember, I think the last time we connected um, before we got back in touch for this, it was right around the time Omniscient came out. And I actually felt bad because I, I remember you reaching out. And at the time, like like I said, I was just on a hiatus from the podcast and I was kind of busy with work. And I had moved to uh, Tennessee a couple of years before that. And I had done a few shows kind of sparse here and there. And so when I came back into it, I was like, I really want to do this consistently and put out shows consistently. But, um, you know, what's it been like, I guess, just to start off for the, for the last couple of years? Because I, you know, followed you on social media and you had taken break a break from music for a little bit and obviously now you're you're back in at full swing with with all the covers and the covers album that came out so what's it been like just over these last uh, couple years from i guess maybe 2018 or so or right around the time when that album came out to now well every time you produce an album by yourself like like omniscient um it's just such a massive undertaking that it can just completely just deplete all of your inspirational energy and just everything and um when you put it out into the world you know not only do you have to know how to record and mix and, and you're putting yourself under such scrutiny with that and the way you played and the things that you wrote and how you sang and all this crazy stuff but um and the artwork and and the shirts and and your website and what your bio says you think about all this stuff and you try to cover so many bases but 
uh, I think I was always lacking the knowledge of social media or trying to purposefully not take part in that. And um, so essentially I was putting out an album again to a very small amount of people without much of a buildup, without much of a know-how of how to do that correctly. And and it would just kind of didn't do anything. And it was very defeating once again. <laughs> And it kind of left me with that feeling like my my second personal album, Philotaxis, um, where I was like, you know, what the hell am I doing? I can't just keep doing the same thing and, and expecting it somehow to be different. So, um, yeah, after that, um, I had a falling out with the person that I wrote that album with and, and no longer communicate with him, uh, which is very depressing. But, um, uh, yeah, I just... Um, me and my wife were were doing real estate things, and it just music didn't make any sense. Every time I would try to play, I would feel guilty and like, you know, what am I wasting my time on this for? I should be supporting my my wife and my my you know my family more, even though I don't have kids, and you know what I'm saying. And it was just a weird place to be in for about a year and a half. And and funny enough, coincidentally enough, I started to lose my voice. I was trying to get my my health back together and going to this doctor. And because I have just regular acid reflux, she had me taking these pills that were digestive enzymes and they had stomach acid in them because she was of the mind that when you have uh, most of the time when somebody has um, stomach acid problems, that it's not too much acid. It's actually an underproduction of acid. So uh, little did I know that was just completely destroying my voice. So for about a year and a half. I started getting to a point where even talking hurt and I was just like, I don't know what to do. I was barely singing at all. Jeez. I, I kind of couldn't. And, um, it's really scary. And then I would get my voice looked at and they'd be like, yeah, I don't really see much. And you know, and you're like, Oh, cool. Thanks for the help. So, uh, anyway, I finally about four months ago, um, started not taking those pills and, and, um, kind of getting off that whole health regimen thing and taking, um, you know, uh, anti-stomach, whatever the fuck, um, <laughs> stomach acid pills, the other ones and <laughs> slowly getting my voice back and then slowly trying to fix some of the bad habits I picked up when I was having so much trouble singing all the neck tightness and everything. Cause it was very hard to sing. And I remember that first cover I did, um, it barely, it didn't even feel like my voice. It was the times they are changing. Um, if, if even trying to get through that song, like my voice hurt and it was lower than it normally is. And I was just, I was just like, you know, we got to do this. We got to make music. We, you know, we're coming back. We're doing this. So I don't know. There's a lot of ground to cover and I don't know how far I should go into everything, but, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I came back to music with a new passion and, and my life is a lot different and financially me and my wife are, are doing a lot better and things are a lot better and um it just felt like it was time to do the music thing again with a new kind of invigorated uh, outlook on it and i also recognized a lot of stuff through talking with my wife about how i'd been perpetuating my career in music that i needed to rebrand myself and celebrate me and not try to hide behind band names and artwork and other things I was always against the social media side of things of people taking up, sorry, I'm going to have to say it, people taking fucking selfies and just that, that weird vanity that goes along with it where they're just posting every single day. And yeah. uh, I always hated that. And then 
you know, I would get jealous of people that had more success than me that weren't half as talented as me. And now I recognize I'm like, oh, they're, they're playing the game and you weren't playing the game. So I also recognize, though, like, look, you, it's not day or night. You don't have to be like no social media or full on taking pictures of yourself every day in the bathroom. Um, you can find a middle ground like this is such a big thing now. And it's such an important thing if you're if you're trying to perpetuate some kind of a successful business or art or whatever you're doing, that um, there are a bunch of middle grounds where you can still be who you are. And and that's that's another part of, you know, my name change and everything is that, like I said, um, people want to get to know you personally. They want to get to know what you're like. And and I'm a I'm a funny person. I, I do skit comedy, all kinds of goofy shit. And I want to be able to share all that. But before I was like, you know, I want to be taken seriously. <laughs> it's like, well, you still could be, man. You you just got to. Be whatever, be whatever you want to be, and just do it. You don't have to apologize, you know. So, so yeah, there was a lot of ground to cover. No, no, that's it's good, man. And and we can go, you know, we can go as, you know, either as far into stuff or as surface level stuff as you want, man. I'm definitely not trying to, definitely don't want want to make you uncomfortable or go to places that you don't want to go. But but. Uh, but yeah, I, I was curious about that too because you know, looking back on conversations that we've had before, it you know we we've kind of touched on some of that, and and uh, I remember some of your old blog po- posts even about um, you know being being contacted by like the Voice and and your thoughts on you know music as as a competition, and um, you know you mentioned sort of the the kind of playing the game aspect of it. And there definitely is a is a middle ground. I mean, I, I can relate from the standpoint of um, not to make a comparison because I'm not a musician and I don't have the golden pipes like you do and the, the the music skills. But just from from a branding standpoint, even doing a podcast like I, I changed the name of my podcast to to March Fourth and you know did a did a new logo and tried to to really sync up sort of like the meaning of the podcast and, you know, having stories and people on about stories of perseverance and moving forward. And my old podcast logo and my old name of my podcast was something that I had used since high school. And my face kind of like what you were talking about with your music. I didn't put my face over anything and I wasn't on Instagram. Um, I had my own personal Twitter where I would share the episode and eventually you get to a point where you're like, well, you know, if people if people are listening to the show, even though I like to make it about the guests and not me, you know, there is an intro and a close to the show, and I'm kind of goofy at times, and I'll rant about certain things. And so, if if people are listening to the show, they're probably in part going to be listening to it because I, you know, I guess they like the conversational style, right? So, um, so I I recently you know got on Instagram just because I was like I feel like I'm really late to the game on this and my girlfriend's on it and and I see all these you know people like Doc uh, you know are on there and all these bands and musicians and so eventually yeah you get to a point where you're like well there there is a balance here of actually being able to be authentic on these channels and promote you know, not not the selfie kind of stuff like you're talking about uh, and sort of the vanity aspect of it, which there is a lot of that, obviously. There's good and bad and everything, but actually finding that middle ground of promoting what it is that you're about and what it is that you're doing and building your base through that through that aspect of it, which I do feel like is an authentic way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays everybody just wants to connect and they just want to 
uh, they want to know who you are. They, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do or what you look like. It's just everybody wants to connect, and and um, it's it's more powerful than the music that you create. It's more powerful than the art you create. They want to know who you are, and I don't know when that started happening or or why, but I mean, I get it, and I found myself guilty of it. Even growing up, I would. I worshipped a lot of people that made cartoons and did voiceover, and then I, I realized, oh, I'm the same as everybody else. I just wanted to know what these people were like. It's the way everybody reads these stupid fucking magazines about Brad Pitt and stuff. They just want to know, <laughs> I wonder what he's like. I wonder what he looks like when he eats pizza. Oh, man, he looks just like me. And, yeah, so it's it's in all of us to an extent, but like I said, it's a, it's a really powerful thing, and it's very freeing. At first, it always felt like a trap, and now I recognize, like, oh, it's very freeing and empowering to be exactly who you want to be and just be cool with that, you know? And that happens as we get older anyway. You just start not giving a shit, and you just start being who you were always supposed to be, and it's freeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's and I guess just as sort of a follow-up to what we're talking about, have you noticed a shift I mean, obviously, not only the rejuvenation, and I'm I'm happy to hear. Uh, well, well, number one, I'm sorry to hear that you went through those health issues, especially when when you're trying to get answers. That's like the most frustrating thing, and you don't know what's going on. Um, and I've I've been there in the past. Uh, again, I don't want to make it about me, but I I had a health issue years ago and went to a couple of different doctors, and thankfully through kind of. Unfortunately, somebody who went through something similar that that my mom knew when I was uh, in high school, we we found the right doctor and got the answers. But that is a very scary kind of frustrating thing, as you know. I can only imagine for you, especially because it's your voice, right? But now that you are back and you are doing this again, um, you know, I've noticed, you know, from a distance because I don't want it to sound creepy, like I'm looking at Ravi's stuff every day. But um, <laughs> Just having, you know, spoken with you before and, you know, having listened to your catalog to this point and uh, obviously conversations that I've had with Doc over the years and watching his journey, like, have you noticed a a shift, like a positive shift now that you are, you know, kind of putting yourself out there more? Have, has it has it been um, more positive than, say, before when you weren't, you know, I guess making it more personal and just making it more about the music? So I'll try to break this down in a couple different ways, but my main point will be the following. Um, almost all of my life has a thread of desperation through it. Um, from growing up, from my parents breaking up, from all the terrible things that happened uh, after that, changing schools, um, to the struggles of trying to be an adult, to 12 years of health problems that I don't talk about that much and I'm going to be talking about here soon because it might help somebody hearing that story of what I've went through. Um, anyway, there's always been this thread of desperation, desperately struggling, desperately trying to not be in this place I'm in, desperately trying to get away from these people, desperately trying to get over here, desperately trying to make money. Um, in the Vegas Nerve album, like there's so many lyrics about desperation. All <laughs> it's it's such a running theme in my life. And um, this past couple years now, things have shifted. And like I said, me and my wife are are doing way better. And um, it's mostly thanks to her starting her own business and working her ass off, and uh, and the choices that we made because we couldn't. We're not people that can sit in offices and and we have to work for ourselves. So. Um, but anyway, as that started to die down and any time in people's lives where that kind of thread of just reaching for this thing and trying to get this thing, when that dies down, shit starts coming to you almost immediately, easily. 
It's amazing. If you study any of that, you know, um, manifest destiny kind of build your own future kind of stuff it is absolutely true. But most of the time when we reach out to those things or read those books, we're in a state where we need those things because we feel like we can't change our situation. And uh, like I said, the second that I just didn't have that attachment to that desperation where I started kind of enjoying my life where I am right now, I got endorsements. I got people that I started working with that I never thought I'd work with. All kinds of crazy shit. I just got a drumstick endorsement. I just got a pick endorsement. I got a clothing endorsement. I got, I, I worked with, you know, and we were played on Sirius XM Octane a bunch of times um, with the one cover that we did. And I got to work with guys from Nothing More. I'm working with more guys from Nothing More uh, here soon. And, and all this kind of crazy shit. It's just, everything feels so much better and I'm not, really trying in that that whole thing i'm just doing my thing and just coming out like you know like i said rebranding and just being myself and just yeah i'm putting in a lot of work and and effort but um yeah i, I don't know it's just crazy when when that thing goes away um it's it's really amazing and i i recently saw a thing from my all-time hero george carlin where he was talking about how <laughs> that's when he lost that attachment to the like the the dream I got to get here I got to get over here and make this thing happen that's when stuff started happening for him and uh I don't know does that uh does that kind of answer the question Oh yeah man for sure it's 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 actually kind of crazy you know um well maybe crazy is not the right word but just even hearing you talk about that because uh you know like where I'm at in my life now and and getting back into doing this you know kind of the same thing I I would look back on decisions that I've made over the years or, you know, mistakes that I've made and beat myself up about it. And it's like, you, I feel like, and obviously I'm not a psychologist, but I feel like in some ways as human beings, at least in, you know, speaking from my own personal experience, we, we tend to hold on to things that are familiar for us, even if they're not, they're not serving us or they're not good for us. And I've, I've seen stuff about like the secret and uh, positive thinking and, I'll listen to like binaural beats and stuff when I sleep to try to keep the hamster in the wheel of my brain from spinning all the time and worrying about everything because that's definitely something that I've done throughout my life. Like the common thread for me has been has been worry and anxiety and all that stuff. And so, um, you know, getting getting back into this and just doing it for nothing other than the sheer love of it. Like I'm not concerned with, you know, if I get five people listening or, you know, God willing, 500, whatever, like being one of the little guys, so to speak, um, just doing stuff out of the sheer love of it. I, I think that reflects in the work. So I, I totally understand your answer. I guess my follow up question would then be, did you notice, like, was there a specific point or was it sort of gradual for you in terms of letting go of the the desperation? Like, was there is there a specific moment in time where you're like, yep, that's when I started to just kind of make that shift or, or to just sort of happen gradually as you got your health back and started doing covers again? Well, shittily, the way life usually tends to work is that you're always convinced that it's external things changing and then you're changing. And of course, that's not the way it happens. You change and then the world around you changes. And um, it was definitely a gradual process. We we, you know, me and my wife were investing in real estate and um, trying to do some stuff with that and working our asses off fixing these properties. And then we started kind of coming up with how we wanted to take care of it and selling them. And then, you know, the idea of selling them and having our bills paid for like years just by that, by that money sitting in a bank account was like, 
oh man, like we're kind of like okay right now. And then shit, let's do that again. And it just kind of started setting us up to the point where it just didn't feel the same. It didn't feel, I didn't feel guilty about the music stuff as much anymore. And all that, that lack of guilt just makes me feel like, oh shit, you know, I got this. I can do this. This isn't, you know, I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to worry about the same thing of five people or 500 people. Like it just doesn't matter. And then along with that, just, yeah, stuff starts happening. And, um, but yeah, it was definitely a gradual process and, and I didn't necessarily notice it. I've, I've known about these things for many, many years too, but, uh, but yeah, I, I wasn't really thinking about it. I just started to feel better. And on top of that too, I've, I've struggled with health problems for, for 12 years, constant, uh, chronic pain every day and night in my neck and shoulders that nobody could ever diagnose and figure out. And then, um, health problems with food, uh, reactive hypoglycemia, if anybody wants to look that fun shit up, um, and then for whatever reason, that stuff started to kind of dwindle down and, and go away too. And um, I've been doing a lot better. And I don't know why. So, fucking crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for I, I will say on behalf of myself and everybody that's, uh, you know, followed your music over the years and is listening to it now or, you know, being exposed uh, to it now, uh, through through recent covers and stuff, which I definitely want to touch base with you on. Um, I'm glad that you're doing better, man, both mentally and physically and vocally. Uh, it's it's been really cool to see, um, you know, even just the the variation of the covers that you're doing. Um, you know, there was what there was. A, I don't care anymore. You did that one. You just did an Aussie one, like what, like yesterday or the day before. So um, from a distance, man, it's been really it's been really cool to watch. Cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to try to just. I know that I have to do the cover thing to keep getting in front of people, and um, and once again, you know, I I'm not afraid of just embracing it, and I'm just like fuck it, you know, I'll I'll do a bunch of that because yeah, if I if I go write a bunch of original music and I don't have a big enough audience to put it out to, then let's just build one first. So, and then I can I can also share my talents. I I taught people how to sing for eight years. I can teach people how to mix. I can teach people how to sing. That stuff's coming up. I'll get on Patreon. I'll make I'll make a big deal out of all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do I do want to tout beyond the covers because I just I just listened to it again today. Um, the, the the Cosm record. I I really enjoyed Whirlwind, uh, Loom. You know, had a little bit of a darker vibe. To be like you see you again uh it was super super personal listening to that and um even even how the album flowed i really liked how sigh and sail kind of came right after loom you, you sort of <clears throat> you know hit people in the chest with a, sort of a heavier vibe and then and then switch it up with a lighter vibe <clears throat> excuse me of course i'm recording i got a little tickle in my throat but uh but yeah, for for people who haven't checked out Philotaxis or Cosm, who who are listening to this, definitely go do it. But um, you know, uh, and again, I, I think it goes back to, you know, people have different definitions of of what success means, and I've even thought about that in my own life. Um, and, and I think in in some ways, I've I've kind of always looked for the next thing, and when you do that, you're you're missing the moment. So for what it's worth, I mean. Um, if, if doing this show, maybe it'll give a little bit of bump to to some of the stuff you've done before in terms of your own uh, music, man. Like uh, for what it's worth, I enjoyed it. Um, you can definitely tell that there's heart and soul in it. And the fact that you like record all this stuff is just like mind boggling to me that somebody, could, you know, the time just 
not only to to record the parts but then put it all together like i I can't even imagine that undertaking uh so kudos to you for that and um you know i'll do what i can to try to pump it up because i i genuinely enjoyed it as you know and like i said just listening to the the cosm record front to back there's a there's a lot of heartfelt stuff going on in there thanks man yeah i think that's probably my best work and uh we definitely thought a lot about flowing into each song like the next song into the next song and uh and ups and downs and things like that that originally started as an ep and then we had a we were going to put it out we're all ready and then we had this guy from italy reach out to us who owned a record company and and basically said he wanted to sign us and um we were like holy shit and he was like did you consider would you consider writing a full length and we were like just got done writing this this ep and we're like oh god man no fuck, i don't want to do that and then we're like all right man well let's do it and we spent about six months and and busted out a whole bunch more songs and and put it all together and then we reached back out to the guy and we found out that he was kind of full shit oh geez (laughs) he was one of these people that kind of like a lot of things where they're like all right well if you give us this investment money up front we'll do this and and you're just like this is like scammy bullshit man so uh, (laughs) i can't i can't hate on him too much because it got me and this other guy to produce you know really amazing music and to make even more uh, just out of this weird promise that something good might happen and uh yeah i mean i made some great music so but still fuck that guy <laughs> 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 that guy sucks no i honestly doing some of this stuff sometimes man like i i just um I don't, like even from a distance, just being a fan of music and and having written feature stories locally back home for a, a former uh, paper that that uh, went away, getting a chance to sort of cut my teeth, as it were. Like, like sometimes I'll watch like musicians, or I'll just I'll see people and you know see people go off and do things, and I I feel like uh, you know unfrozen caveman lawyer, like your world doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand, like. <laughs> Like, it's just so, so genuinely, man, uh, you know, watching you put all that stuff together, um, it, it, it's, uh, it's inspiring, you know, whether it's you or to, to see Doc and, 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 you know, what he's doing right now and, and the success that Bad Wolves is, has had, it's, um, it's cool to see that progression, you know, with, with people that have been kind enough to, to stop by and do this show. So, um, so yeah, everybody go check out Cosm for sure. Well, another cool thing I'll say about Cosm that was, you know, a nail in the coffin or a, a transitional point was that the guy I was with was more adamant about not showing our faces and stuff than I've always been. And I've always been somebody that wanted to paint my face and cover myself and whatever. And, and I realized all that stuff that was because of the way I grew up and, and my parents. And I, I didn't know that until probably a couple months ago when I had this conversation with my wife. And then I was like, holy shit, we started uncovering all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't I didn't know that that was threaded throughout my whole music career. And, and this is why. And uh, anyway, that stuff happens. But yeah, Cosm was really dedicated to that. We wanted everything to be based in nature and have nothing to do with the way we looked and everything and we were trying really hard and like i said then we put the album out and and it was just such a small response and then taking that time away from music and then coming back out of it i was like man you know why did why did we do that why did i why did i do that you know i I gotta just be who i am and like why am i afraid to be who i am and just 
show my face and like I, I understand those things and I totally respect that and I love if you could try to be a band that's weird and and you don't know what the people look like but nowadays that shit is just shooting yourself in the foot it just really is you, like I said people want to see you that is, is is sometimes more important than what you're doing they just want to they want to see what the hell you look like or what you sound like I put up a video recently of a, a home studio tour and I've had some fans for like 11 years and they were like, oh, this is the first time I've ever heard you talk. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I've just heard you sing. And I was like, oh, shit, man. So I got to get on that. And that's cool, you know, because people were responding in a positive way. But, yeah. Uh, along with the doc thing, um, we just about a week ago started talking about Vegas Nerve getting back together. Um, we're going to be writing new music and... Uh, he just mentioned it today, so I feel like I'm able to mention it as well. Um, that is going to be happening. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, I <clears throat> I had it in the notes, but I was like, I also don't want to just, you know, be like, you know, I don't ever want to come off like I got like the gotcha questions. Like, so Robbie, what's the scoop on Vegas Nerve? I saw a doc posted today. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did see him post, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I I saw. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and and one one other thing I wanted to ask you about comet or Cosm. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I, I had long work day today, man. Uh, and I'm leaving all I'm leaving it all in, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, was is Cosm a nod to? Because I know you're a a, a Tool fan, right? Um, and and um, holy oh, shnikes, I don't know if you just heard that, but that was like some yeah. uh, serious thunder, folks. I don't even know if I have the capabilities to edit that out, but. Um, was Cosm? I, I know you're a fan of Tool. Alex Gray um, does like has he done all their artwork? Um, Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. Like was was Cosm like a nod to that in terms of the name? No, um, I coming up with a band name nowadays is a nightmare because everything is taken. If you yeah. you can come up with something that resonates with your heart and soul and the music and all this kind of stuff and almost every single time nine times out of ten they'll they'll be people that already have it not only one band it'll be multiple people or it'll just be some kid from like puerto rico that has a facebook page and then you're like shit you know can i use this or not and then sometimes you just go through with it and um so i came up with this list and i showed the guy i was writing everything with um and he i i liked that word i liked how simple it was and i liked kind of how small it was but how much it entailed like it was like just it could it could just mean there you go it could mean an entire cosmos and um and and so much more than that so he was like i really like that word and i was like so do i and then we kind of went about it and then later i was like oh shit man alex gray um calls his his building that you know he calls his um his chapel that uh, and uh i just kind of i didn't really care i just kind of went with it because alex gray is amazing he's uh, a wonderfully beautiful human being and i didn't really think he would care so i mean you know we're not making like awful music we're making beautiful heartfelt genuine music so yeah so it's not a nod but it if it is you know it, it, it can be now because the dude's great and you if you watch any of my covers you see i got his artwork hanging up i got a big blanket of his hanging up so yeah. yeah and that's and that's why i asked i just i wasn't sure if it if it was you know what i mean because um you you just never know if there's a if there's a thread there but um 
speaking of of uh, you know Tool and and those guys, uh, and, and you kind of uh, touched on it a little bit ago, but kind of getting into that with Doc and company, the the Judith cover, which which you do a, your own version of it, which is also really good on the Reflections Volume One uh, covers record that you put out, which is on Spotify, but. The Judith cover that you did with, you know, Maytal Cohen, Aaron from Breaking Benjamin, Mark from Nothing More, and Doc. I mean, I think it's got like, you know, again, and I hate, you know, kind of like what we're talking about here. I am doing it like measuring stuff in the form of likes and views. But, you know, in terms of, I guess, how social media works, I mean, it's it's definitely been um, very success successful a lot of people uh have viewed it on youtube i i want to say it was around a hundred thousand the last time i checked it out um i think jose uh has been putting it on uh octane is it i mean it's that cover with all of those musicians uh it has really blown up and it was really wonderfully done you guys paid homage to it and you also put your own spin on it had the piano part at the end if people haven't checked it out definitely go check it out if you're listening to this and haven't seen it um listen to the rest of the conversation first please but then (laughs) go go watch it but um but yeah man how did that uh how did that all come together so uh for a while i started thinking about trying to work with people and i'm just not a big enough name a lot of times so trying to find somebody like myself that's got a following but not a huge following or not no following is is very difficult and a lot of times sadly because our the world sucks uh, um, when it comes to females um, I wanted to do a duet and I wanted to reach out to uh, these you know a couple ladies to see if they would do a duet with me and everybody was just if they're pretty by God they're gonna be huge you know if they can sing a little bit and, and there's a pretty girl on, on YouTube everybody's like million subscribers fucking ridiculous um, so like I said, it was, it was really hard. And then I started thinking about collaborating with other people. And then I was like, oh yeah, man, probably like eight years ago, Doc was getting together with Maytal and playing with her and her band. And she asked me through email if I would want to audition for the band. And back when I had all my integrity and all that bullshit, I was like, not really into it. And I just kind of was like, no, you know, but no big deal. And then, um, Time goes by, and then I, I start getting more into the YouTube game, and I, I look, and she has, like, a million and a half subscribers. Like, she's killing it with YouTube. She's doing very, very well. And I was like, man, I wonder if she would still want to work with me on something. And she instantly wrote back and was super kind, and she was like, hey, you know, I just did a cover of Judith if you want to do that. And I was like, hell yeah, you know, I already did a cover of it, but let's fucking do it again. So I tried to take the weight off of her and everybody else by telling them, like, look, I'll take care of the mix. I'll take care of editing the video. And um, I did that. And then Doc got some other awesome people on board. And, um, yeah, it turned out pretty good. But, yeah, I, I also, it was it should have got actually a lot more views, not to be shitty about it. but Because um, Maytal gets so many views on these things. And I guess YouTube usually picks up her videos and, and like, posts them quite regularly in front of people's faces. But... Um, I don't think they did because of the content. It does literally say "fuck your god" in the song, and yeah. she said she said to me, "She's like, yeah, I don't know why more people didn't see it and stuff." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I actually thought it would have been more." And then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of something that makes people upset." So it could have been that. But yeah, that's yeah. how it came together. 
Yeah, man, it, it came out really well. And again, just just being somebody that that you know enjoys hard rock and stuff, like it was it was just cool to see to see everybody's um, to see everybody's take on it. And I had heard your cover before, but uh, but yeah, the video turned out really well too. Uh, you know, I think you know, hopefully, I guess when we look back on this crazy year and it literally feels like we're in an alternate universe. Um, one of the things that has been cool to watch as somebody who loves music is 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 these are are these rather uh covers that people are doing and not even covers i guess i really should say collaborations um and and the the power and the ability of modern technology that you can have people remotely put it all together because like i said i was watching it and i was even watching like the transition in the videos and like the part where Doc's like hitting like the wah pedal and like the cameras like zooming in. I'm like, is Doc like? Does he have like three cameras set up? Like, how how is everybody like doing like these multi camera setups and stuff? And I watched like you know part of that studio tour that you mentioned uh, a little bit ago. And um, so yeah, man, like the whole thing, it just it it it, it came out really well. And um, you know, and who knows? You know, like you said, I mean, obviously some of the lyrical content, but sometimes stuff has kind of a slower build and then it catches on too. So. So you never know. I mean, shoot, a hundred thousand views. If I had a hundred thousand downloads, I'd be like sick, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, Doc came up with the ending part to it, and um, and then we, you know, I came up with the piano and, and different stuff like that too. I thought that was a good idea, and um, well, that's I forget what else I was going to say about it. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it it just kind of came together in a cool way. I mean, Mark, I was really happy that I got to meet him. He signed. A lot of times, people comment on the nothing more poster I have behind me when I do these vocal covers. And he actually signed that. Um, I met him, Mark Valalunga is how you say his name. Um, the guitarist from nothing more. And then anyway, it was, it was awesome to work with him. And then he commented like, in one of my videos that I, I should get rid of that nothing more poster. And I was like, man, you signed that shit. How crazy is that? So now, <laughs> so now I'm working with their drummer who's, you know, insanely talented as well. And we're doing uh, this Radiohead cover that's, been very slow progress but it's uh super awesome as well so it's really cool to be working with people like that and and to have them treat you as an equal even though you haven't you know sold a whole shitload of records and stuff like that they just i love when when people like mark or or maybe ben from nothing more whatever um they just recognize talent where talent is and they don't they don't have these other parts of themselves that are like well you're down here and i'm up here it's like well, <laughs> you better be careful, motherfucker, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it, it is. I mean, it, you know, I mean, even even thinking about this medium like podcasting, um, I started this originally back in 2012. And then, you know, again, just kind of took different pathways and rivers or whatever you analogy you want to use along the way and kind of got back into it. And then it's like by the time I came back, it, it's like way more like everybody has a podcast now, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I'm trying, I, you know, again, sorry, not to bring it back to me. I hope I don't sound narcissistic in this conversation, but just in terms of relating, um, uh, on some level with, uh, even though we're two totally, you know, different avenues in terms of what you're doing and what I'm doing, but, but yeah, it's, um, you try to think about what you can bring to the, to the table and, you know, from, from where I'm sitting and what I'm doing, it's like, you hope that, you know, well, it's got to be for me anyway, it would be merit, you know, because I'm not some famous uh, disc jockey or somebody who has a name within, 
you know, uh, modern metal and on, on like a big level or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like I wrote locally, I, I went to school for it and I've gotten a chance to, you know, to, to do everything from local to national stuff. And it's been a lot of fun, but, uh, but yeah, so hopefully none of that sounds narcissistic as I'm relating to you. I'm always self-conscious about not coming off in a certain way because that's not my vibe. But um, but yeah, it's it's cool when you when you have people that um, you know are willing to take the time to work with you in in any capacity and and certainly in music to not be like, well, that guy's unsigned or he's only got so many subscribers or whatever. When you have people that just look at you and go, oh, yeah, like I like what that guy's doing or I like what that girl's doing and I want to I want to work with them. That's always a good feeling, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When you were talking about, you know, doing your podcast and, and, and being more yourself or, or talking about having anxiety problems and things like that, if I could give you any advice, I'd say you should talk about that stuff. I had um, a panic disorder for probably six seven years i got so bad at some point parts of my life where i couldn't even walk um so so many people nowadays can relate to those things and that stuff gets really real really fast and people want to hear about it and people are trying to work through it and people are trying to learn about it and and if you've experienced that shit you should talk about that shit that's my advice yeah yeah man it's uh again you always you always wonder about how how deep to go with it um because it's definitely something i battled for a while and kind of in some different ways now there's 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 always anxiety in those things that uh you know the reality of what's happening and then like what's going on in your mind and so uh i appreciate that you know um because like you said in, in some ways it's it's kind of a bummer that there's a lot of people out there who deal with it but at the same time you find comfort in knowing that there's also people who kind of, you know, share those struggles. Again, I, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Right. Uh, and you know, you talking about it a little bit and what you've gone through, like it sucks when, yeah, it's, it's so debilitating that you feel like, but gosh, you know, like it, should I leave my place or it's hard to even go take a walk. But, uh, but no, I appreciate that, man. And I, I hope, uh, you know, I, one thing I, I will say now compared to when I was younger is I feel like, uh, there's, there is more of an open dialogue about those things. Now it's, it's doesn't have as much of a stigma attached to it. Um, yeah. and when you hear about people that you follow or, or look up to, or just people that you meet in everyday life and they're like, yeah, I kind of struggle with that stuff a little bit. Like, uh, you know, I, yeah, like I said, it kind of breaks my heart for him cause I wouldn't wish the, you know, the, the hamster wheel of worry or anxiety or panic attacks, uh, or disorders on anybody, but at the same time, um, you know, there is comfort in knowing that there's other people who, who share the struggle and are trying to move forward too. So, um, yeah, that, that's also a reason why there's no depth that you can't go to. Anytime you think that you've gone too deep or you talked about something that was too personal, it's not even close. You can go absolutely as deep and terrible as you want to, and people will thank you for it. So, yeah, and, and finding, you know, if if there's any advice I could give anybody, just since we're on the subject, I mean, definitely don't be afraid to go get help and talk to somebody. You know, there's there's absolutely no shame in therapy. Um, you know, I, I've I've had I've had somebody tell me, you know, the the difference to me, there, there's two types of people in this world. He's like, there's the people that that get help and the people that don't get help, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, whoa, you know, and there's only so many things that you can do on your own. And I kind of came from, 
I have very good parents. I love them dearly. Uh, and I have two amazing step parents as well that I love dearly. But, you know, I did kind of come from, you know, uh, sort of, I guess you could say like an old school kind of Midwest upbringing where it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're tough and you just kind of you just deal with stuff. You know what I mean? Which which you should like as an adult, you got to deal with stuff. You got to deal with bills. You got to deal with mistakes you make. You got to deal with, uh, you know, uh, going to work and taking care of yourself and all that. But but in terms of anxiety, you know, especially when I was younger, it was something that I was I was always afraid to talk about. And so the way I would deal with it was I just would anything that seemed like a threat or like, oh, I don't want to be around a bunch of people or crowds because what if what if I have a panic attack or what if something happens like you shelter yourself and then you realize like, oh, my gosh, I'm limiting myself because of all of these fears that I have. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, so as I got older um, and, and talked to some people who who helped me, um, you know, you you just learn kind of to think a little bit more rationally and uh you know i still have a ways to go you know there's there's stuff that i battle every day but um but yeah i mean I, that would be my advice to people is you know don't be afraid to get help and also also find things you know that are worthwhile you know the the things that really make you feel alive like for me it's this kind of stuff it's music it's creativity that's always been there since i was a kid drawing was my first love and i think as we get older um, I definitely think that there's a pressure to be more practical, right? And we all kind of, especially growing up in this country, I think that there are similar ideologies about what being a successful human being means, about the things that you should want or the things that you should desire. And sometimes the creative stuff, unfortunately, kind of gets pushed to the side where it's like, oh, you play guitar, but, you know, only one in a million guitarists actually make it in a band or, oh, you sing only one in two million people actually make a living as a singer. Or, oh, you draw, you know, and so on and so forth. And I think sometimes people people kind of let those things that make them feel alive die. And it's like, no, it doesn't mean you quit on those things. It just means that, you know, you have to work it into being a pr practical, productive member of society and that, you know, again, uh, you know, people who do continue on those things, it's like, those are the things that make you feel alive, then you should do them. And they're there for a reason. You know what I mean? Like nobody told me to be interested in Metallica or Korn when I was younger. But, you know, the first time I heard the riff from like Here to Stay and I, you know, heard Enter Sandman when I was a kid, I was like, what is this? You know what I mean? So so anyway, that was a little tangent, um, you know, to your to your point about uh, and suggestion about anxiety. Um, but thank you, because I I didn't plan on talking about it, but if, if my little rant there, uh, you know, in some way helps anybody, I would, yeah, definitely get help and whatever makes you feel alive, do it. If it's going for a run, if it's drawing, if it's music, those things, those things help. And I think, you know, for me getting back to those things as it's, it's like shutting off a door in your brain and then it's like, you need to open it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, another part of that stuff uh, that I talked about with getting older is that, you need to learn how to manage your expectations. And, and when you're younger, everything is always, once again, linked to the big famous end goal. And everything in the middle, all of it sucks because you're just like, well, I'm not at that awesome end goal. And I don't have the big million dollar house and all this kind of stuff. And then as you get older, a lot of people that play guitar or or do these other things as hobbies or whatever they do, they start to realize, oh, this is this is enough. Me playing a show every weekend 
with this band or these people that I love getting together with, that's kind of enough. And yeah, I, I hope it turns into more, but like not everything has to be full on full throttle. Holy shit. You know, crazy. Like you can be happy doing a lot of different versions of these things. Once again, to go back to George Carlin, he said that when that stuff started to happen for him, he was like, you know, I could be happy just a couple times a week, filling up coffee shops and telling people jokes and, and that would be fine. I don't have to be, he finally let go of that that giant dream of like, oh, I want to be this thing, and and that's once again that's when great stuff starts happening because you just, or you just you're just content. You just start to be happier with what you have, and then shit starts happening for you, man. I, I swear to God, it does. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just it's just rewiring those uh, those circuits and those old those old habits, man. Like I, you know, I've 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 watched a ton of videos and stuff, like everything from like you know. Esther Hicks to, you know, like I said, binaural beats and, you know, uh, positive motivation, positive thinking, all that stuff. And and I do recommend it to people. You know, some people think it's like, oh, that's a bunch of whatever. It's like, not really, man. Like, you know, there's, you know, there's numbers and stuff that like I see every day. And, um, you know, I, I, I was actually, and this isn't me name dropping, but just again, just because I love music and we're talking about this stuff. Um, you know, Doc, obviously, Zoltan, Bathory from Five Finger Death Punch, I, I believe still manages Bad Wolves and I know is, is, you know, helped put them out there. And, you know, they've done tours with Death Punch. But I was listening to a conversation with him and his story is really inspiring, um, you know, just in terms of where he came from and where he's at now and, and you know, what, what they're doing. And it's so cool to see them help lift up bands like Bad Wolves and the aforementioned Nothing More. And... So long story short, I was watching this interview that he was doing and he was kind of talking about, I think the question that was asked was, uh, it was like, you know, do the, do the members of the band like believe in God or whatever? And he, he just talked about, he's like, well, he was like, you know, for me personally, he goes, I just think that there's sort of like, I'm trying to think how he put it. He's like, there's like a, like a master engineer to the universe. You know, when you get hurt, you're, you don't tell your hand to heal. It just heals. And there's an order to, you know, nature and the things that happen in life. And he was just kind of talking about sort of the cosmic order of things. And so, so when I meet people that are really like black and white and they just, everything has an answer, everything has a reason. Like there's, there's always a part of me that's really logical, but there's also that part of me where I, I, I have the acceptance of like the unknown. And I think for, for some people, um, not to make myself sound better than anybody or anything, but like for some people, they need to have an answer for everything. And even though I think there's an order to things, I also think that you should have an open enough mind to be able to go, okay, if what I'm doing isn't serving me, then maybe this stuff isn't a bunch of hullabaloo and there's maybe some truth to all of this and to positive thinking and that there's probably a cosmic order to things and there's powers beyond my control then i just need to tap into that positive energy instead of sticking maybe with this negative stuff that isn't working for me yeah absolutely i mean changing your mindset is is a powerful thing to do and uh and even if even if somehow that stuff is total horseshit um it's changing people's lives and it's helping a whole bunch of people everywhere all the time something that's been helping me lately and once again, it's another part of getting older and, and learning how to accept things is is recognizing that everything is related to balance. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen people that and met people that everything was negative and then the world's going to end and it's all it's all shit. And then I've met people that it's all butterflies and, and love is going to conquer everything and all this kind of stuff. And I feel like 
I was always somewhere in between trying to understand it and trying to process those things. But I understand now that if there is something that created this or whatever you want to call any of this, it's always been balanced. There's never been more good than evil or evil than good. There's never been more dark than light. All of these things are here happening simultaneously, keeping everything in check and balance all the time. It's always been that way. It probably always will be that way. I um, would love to be the person that says love will <laughs> will persevere and, and conquer and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um <laughs> Because like I said, it's just, it's all going to be balanced. And that, that goes along with karma. Like if you're putting good into the world, good will come back to you somewhere, but the balance will still be shifted and happen somewhere else. It's, it's always going to balance itself. And I tried to have a friend understand this recently that, you know, if you're more happy all the time, then your baseline has shifted and you will continue to not feel happy because the only reason you feel happy is because you know what it feels like to feel sad. It's just the pendulum swinging back and forth. And then they're like, you know, what if you have it? And it's like, no, it's always like that all the time. The only reason that you know what, you know, it feels like to have extreme joy is because you know what it feels like to have extreme suffering. And the more you push those bars, the more that you'll understand even higher highs and lower lows. That's why people, uh, if they use meth, for Christ's sakes, have trouble adjusting to life after they don't use it anymore because the high that you experience on something like a drug like that is pushing you to highs that you're never ever going to experience in life or understand unless you're like having sex on a roller coaster while drinking Mountain Dew or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, I try to tell myself that and I try to understand that, you know, the, the darkest, most terrible things that you can think of in the universe you can see them, you can look them up, you can watch them, you can read about them, the most evil things ever. And uh, it might eat you up inside and, and it's terrible and whatever, but you can also go the exact other direction and read about the most wonderful, you know, great things in the world. And if you're, if you're able to, to think about it like that, you're able to slowly kind of, as a meditative type of practice, step back from it and recognize that you can just observe all of it. And that's the privilege of being here on the earth is that you get to see all of it. You get to look at all of it and you get to choose. You, you get to see like, oh, my God, there's a person with no legs, you know, trying to walk down the sidewalk and on a skateboard. You know, like you get to see all of it. You get to go and see, you know, a beautiful human being and she works at Starbucks and I get to see her, you know, like that kind of crazy shit. And you get to observe all of it. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Does that make any sense? Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, it, it totally it totally makes sense. And, you know, it, it's just it's just funny, you know, how you're talking about sort of the balance of everything and, and the highs and the lows. And, um, you know, that's definitely something that I'm, I'm trying to learn, you know, and trying to be rational, not always fear the worst thing, you know, or you make a mistake and you think you're a horrible person because you, you made, you know, one poor decision or you know, and, and just understanding that that life really is a beautiful thing. And like you said, I, th I think that's a really good perspective to have is that we, we get to observe all of this. And um, and I think we all get those reminders. You know what I mean? Like it's just whatever you want to call it, like you said, whether it's God, the universe, wh whatever name you give it. I, I feel like we always get those reminders where we know we kind of need to shift our vibration. You know what I mean? Where you're like, you know, this isn't working for me. You know what I mean? And then when you find something that does, you go, oh, this is, you know, and so. To your point, I think, I think for me within that that struggle and just you know it's just part of life. Like I'm 32 now. You you 
you kind of know who you are. You you kind of know the things that make you tick, and you know the things that uh, that that aren't good for you, but that you need to get away from bad habits, etc. Like I, I I know I can feel those things when they happen, and so for me, it's just learning to your point of finding the balance and and understanding that you know your happiness or your comfort shouldn't based be based on the conditions around you. Like oh, you know whether it's people checking out what you're doing. You know, when you're doing stuff like this where it's more public, you know, with you, with your music or me, with my podcast or, you know, uh, I had a good day at work or I had a bad day at work. It's it's learning to find the balance within those highs and lows and not having your your happiness be conditional. And um, and I, and that's one thing that I've recognized with me. It's like, you know, and, and maybe people can relate to that. You know, yeah, when when things are going well, it's like, oh, cool, I'm going to ride this wave. But then when you hit a couple of speed bumps you know, do you feed into the the negative irrational stuff or you go, hey, man, this is a speed bump. I'm human. I'll get through it. You know, so I, I, I definitely appreciate your perspective on that. And it definitely makes sense. Yeah, man. And and the high and low stuff and everything for, for more of a simple way to understand it is that if you ask a person that's been blind from birth what the color black is or what darkness is, because everybody that's, that can see always thinks, well, blind people, you know, it's dark. They don't see anything. And it's like. Yeah, they don't see anything. They don't know what light looks like. They don't know any of that because they don't see it. So just like I said, if if you've never experienced uh, uh, pain, you're never going to experience happiness. If you've never experienced happiness, you're never going to experience pain. You're going to be riding somewhere in the middle and you're just going to be neutral. That's why people that take drugs for, for, you know, like problems and psychotic bipolar stuff, they don't feel anything. That's That's a terrible place to be in. So, yeah. You know, if you have a you have a good time, you're gonna have a bad time, and it's all good, man. It's all balanced. It's all supposed to happen. It's all working itself out, and it always will work itself out. Well, before I let you go, and thank you again, Robbie, so much for your time, man. I, I really appreciate it. It's always good catching up with you. Um, and hopefully, it's not another another four years before I talk to you again, man. Um, because yeah. I, I really appreciate the time and the conversation. But uh, I told you I keep you an hour, and I, I want to be respectful of your time, and I. I, I did that to Doc. I, I think I kept him like 20 more minutes and he was cool. But I'm like, I don't want to be a punisher. So, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, you know, as, as you know, I guess tying it all kind of back to music and having that be a creative release for you. Um, you know, you mentioned the guys and nothing more and them being cool. Uh, I actually got to see them like seven years ago when they went on tour with seven dust and that was when things were really starting to break for them. And they had been around too, for a while at that point. Like, I think, you know, maybe to some people who are newer to them, they might think like, Oh, that was like sort of their coming out party. Like it in to, I guess a large audience it was, but they had a catalog that predated those years. And I remember just seeing them in person and, um, I got a chance to, uh, to talk to Daniel, um, they did the, that crazy thing on stage where they were all like playing like the big like bass or whatever. Like I just was like, man, these guys are super talented. So, I mean, just how cool has it been um, just in sort of this, like you said, just this this new stage of life for you and just kind of this rejuvenation and uh, rebranding of everything to to be able to get in touch with with people like that and, and you know, Maytal and and make start making those those kind of connections in music after all these years of of doing music yourself 
Uh, yeah, I'm doing everything myself is, it can always become a drag cause it's just too much stuff and there's just, you know, it's just, it just gets boring just working by yourself. So it's definitely, um, very invigorating and, and exciting. And then the more you kind of l- just start asking people to do things or branching out, it's amazing how many people will say yes. Like I said, with the drumstick endorsement, with the clothing thing, with all that kind of stuff, most of it was just me being like, Hey, I'll, you know. I like your product. I do this thing. And then sometimes people don't even care about how many subscribers or numbers I had. They were just like, dude, you're, you're fucking awesome. Like I'll give you some stuff. And I was like, Oh, awesome. I am currently speaking into a microphone that a company just reached out to me through my website and said, Hey, we really respect what you do. Would you review our microphone and we'll give it to you for free? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) so that's uh, awesome. Yeah. And I was like, I've always wanted that stuff to happen and who wouldn't want free stuff. But, um, yeah, so um, it all ties together with everything else I was saying. I saw nothing more back around the same time. I was so happy for their success when that song Ballast came out because I was like, this band is getting popular because they're talented as shit. Like, that doesn't happen very much. Um, it was just the song that they came out with was just ingrained with talent. Uh, from the drums to the guitar to the vocals to the bass to the mix. to the, It was just raw talent and that doesn't happen much you know people like hooks and they like simplicity and uh and yeah i was really happy for them and and they put on one hell of a show and they yeah they did the same thing with the crazy drums and playing the bass at the same time they're super super talented dudes so um yeah i hope i can keep working with more people and more people continue to reach out to me and um and want to work with me because it just it just makes it all much more worthwhile it doesn't feel like you're sitting in a corner screaming hoping somebody notices you know you you get to have some people on your side i i met a guy yesterday um billy dawson he's a country singer and uh i was gonna give him a vocal lesson because he was kind of just you know asking me about it and telling me he loves my voice and stuff and i was like fine man i'll, I'll give you a vocal lesson I, I didn't want to i don't like teaching anymore i don't want to teach anymore and it was fantastic the dude knows everybody he wants to support me He's, you know, telling me about these people, you should meet this guy. And it's amazing, once again, that I, I dropped so much of that, that what I thought was integrity and, and holding on so tightly to like, I want to do this and this is good and this is bad and, and just opening up my world. And now, yeah, my world's literally opening up and people are being nice and it's, it's great, man. So. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, well, hey, Robbie, I can't thank you enough for the time, dude. I really appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate the conversation. I'm, I'm enjoying what you're putting out there. Enjoyed the originals. Uh, I, I think the first time I connected to you was was uh, back in like probably 2014 or 2015. Now, uh, when I was doing the show at the time in my parents' basement, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, now I'm in Tennessee, um, you know, in, in music city and, uh, you know, in, in, in similar ways, um, you know, putting my feelers out there with just something that I'm passionate about. So, um, I'm genuinely happy for you, man. I, I hope that, uh, that all the positive vibes continue for you, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. And, uh, I'll put up the links, but, but let people know where they can find you. Oh, um, you know, everything's changed to Sterling Jackson. Um, I go by Sterling R. Jackson, changed my YouTube from Philotaxis to that. I changed my Instagram. I changed everything because, like I said, it's it's now a celebration of, of the self and not so much this hiding behind band names and things like that. And uh, when I was just Ravi, I go by Ravi. Um, 
let's face it, there's too many people on the planet named Robbie, so nobody could search that and <laughs> look it up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty just active on YouTube and uh, and trying to push the Instagram and things like that. And and if you reach out to me and write me messages and ask me about music or ask me about mixing and all that stuff, I'm I'll always write back to people. I'm a nice guy, man. <laughs> Thanks, well, man. hey, man, you, you've been you. good to me, so I I, uh, I appreciate it, man, and I'll I'll do whatever I can uh, with with uh, with my with my podcast to 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 help pump up your stuff too. And I, and on that note, uh, is there a song that that we can share with people on this show? You know, you you name it. I, I'd love to love to put one on this episode. Shit, man, I don't know. Um, is uh, is cover stuff all right? Yeah, man. Whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you want, we, man. Why don't we do the the um? Because I love it so much. The uh, the Cochise cover that uh, me and uh, the guy wrote the Cosm stuff. Have you heard that one? Yeah, the that's on the uh, the Reflections uh, uh, covers record, right? Yep, yep. It's the first song. It's um right when Chris Cornell died. We I was trying to come up with a way to have a tribute to him, and then. I started hearing that song slowly played, you know, the dun, 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 dun. And um, then we started going to the piano and, and it just turned out really beautiful. I think I might have been able to sing it better, you know, if I were able to revisit it. But you can't really you can't sit around thinking about that stuff too much. So, but yeah, I mean, that would be great if you guys play that. Sweet, man. Well, again, dude, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, much, much love to you and yours going forward, man. I'm I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. Let's talk sooner than later. Sounds good. All right, man. Bye. All right, see you. All righty-dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Sterling R. Jackson, a.k.a. Robbie. Thank you so much for doing the show, man. I greatly appreciate the time and the conversation, and I hope all of you appreciated it as much as I did. Please go check out his work. I will make sure to put up all the links, but whether it's Omniscient from Cosm, Visceral from Vegas Nerve, to All of Your Beliefs and The Woe of the Crow and His Poison Tree from Philotaxis, um, or his, his latest release, Reflections Volume 1, his covers record under Sterling R. Jackson, which came out in June. I'll put up the links to all of them, but there's so much good work there, you guys, and and also his YouTube channel, which I will obviously put up the links for. So check out all that stuff. I mean, for real, it's it's really, really good stuff. If you like singer-songwriter, if you like reimaginations of, of songs and people putting their own spin on it, and you just, you just like good music and people who put heart and soul into what they do, you know, Robbie definitely does. And uh, I'm just, again, I'm so excited for him. I also want to give a shout out to uh, the other musicians on the Judith cover. I know we talked about it a little bit on the episode, but uh, Maytal Cohen, um, Mark from Nothing More, Aaron from Breaking Benjamin and Doc of Vegas Nerve and Bad Wolves. And I also thought that was cool in the show that uh, that, that Robbie talked about how, you know, Doc and him are going to start getting together again on some on some Vegas Nerve stuff. And again, if you didn't check out the Visceral EP from, I think it was 2016 uh, when it officially released, make sure you check that out. But uh, but yeah, man, just positive vibes all the way around. I'm just I'm I'm super excited to get this one out to you guys, not just for his music, but uh, but also you know what we touched on. I, I didn't uh, in full disclosure, I didn't really plan on getting into the anxiety stuff. I really 
try to keep the the episodes more about the guests who are on and more about sharing their stories but obviously I'm aware that if if people are listening to the show part of it might also be because they they like listening to me and the questions that I ask in my interview style or you know the the little stuff I throw in in the intro and the close man so uh I'm actually happy we got into the anxiety stuff and the panic attack stuff because there are a lot of people who deal with that and I think now we're in a time where there's definitely more more light being shed on on mental illness and 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 you know people who are dealing with depression or anxiety whatever the case may be and I think that's a really positive thing and I and I do want to be clear too when I talked about sort of my midwest upbringing that's not a knock on anybody from where I'm from that's not a knock on on northwest ohio it's it's not a knock on the people there and it's certainly not a knock on my parents i mean really what i was talking about when when robbie and i were getting into that stuff was uh it was just the way things were back then in the 90s i can only speak from my personal experience growing up that was stuff that when it came to other people it wasn't stuff that was like you talked about you know what i mean if you were dealing with those kind of things it was very much in my experience you 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 know you you keep those things close to you and you don't you don't talk about them and and there was way more of a stigma attached to it now when it came to my parents i've always had good relationships with them and and talked to them about a lot uh and i'm very thankful that with my mom and my dad that we've we've we have those that type of a relationship and even though they got divorced when i was 11 years old in like 99 excuse me i you know i've I've been able to talk about a lot of different things with them including the anxiety stuff and so uh it, it also was not a, a shot or at them or a knock on them and and, and how i was raised I, I genuinely just meant the times that i grew up in and, and being a dude and you know being a young man and what that meant and you know all that boys don't cry stuff and you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and again, I appreciate the toughness that I was raised with because I was raised to, to, you know, handle your business, be good to people, but also don't be a pushover. Don't be afraid to stand your ground or stand up for what you believe in when the time is right. You know, don't resort to violence. Um, you know, be, be you know, mindful of and careful of the words that you choose. You know what I mean? So, you know, to me, what it means to be tough it's 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 not just a physical thing it's a mental thing it's it's about uh you know being signed being sound excuse me mind body and spirit and so those are things that i learned from my parents too and and they taught me a lot about how to treat people and to treat people the way you want to be treated so all those things were positive but at the end of the day i didn't choose my brain you know what i mean i didn't choose my chemical makeup and the things that go on in my head, you know what I'm saying? Like we're all, I feel like born with certain innate traits, both good and bad, right? Uh, just like I said, my attraction to music and sports and stuff, like those weren't things that were conditional. I just always enjoyed them and shoes. Like none of my brothers are like into like shoes and like basketball shoes and stuff. Like I used to draw basketball shoes and notebooks and stuff because I was just into it. You know what I mean? And same thing with you know heavy music you know yeah initially i listened to it because that's what my my big brother brandon was listening to and then i just found over the years that that was the stuff that spoke to me so in the same token i believe when it comes to the things that you're attracted to and that you enjoy it goes the other way too with some of the things that just that you deal with right um 
you know, and we see it sadly a lot with people who are are famous, whether they're musicians or athletes or uh, movie stars that unfortunately either overdose or they kill themselves. And sometimes people look at it and go, man, you know, it seems like they, they just had the world by the tail and the world was their oyster. And, and we just, it's just proof that, you know, no amount of money or fame or success, however you define that. I think sadly in our country here in the United States, it's often defined by how much money do you make? What do you do for a living? Um, you know, none of that stuff, you know, we all, we all have to wake up with ourselves every day. We all have to go to bed with ourselves every day. We have to live in our heads every single day, right? So it doesn't matter how much money you make or what level you're at in life in terms of what's in your bank account or what you do for a living, you know, anxiety is real and, and, um, and depression is real and, and addiction is real of all kinds and it comes in all different forms some people are addicted to money and making money you know some people are addicted to drugs prescription drugs recreational drugs some people are addicted to fear and addicted to you know those negative thought patterns so all that being said man i i'm thankful that we got into that because there are a lot of people out there who are struggling and i'm not a, a mental health professional i'm not a doctor all I will say to you is kind of echoing what I said in the beginning, which is do not be afraid to seek out help. Uh, we, we, I feel like we, I hate speaking in absolutes, but I do feel like most of you can relate to this and that. I feel like there's always those really that small group of people, you know, whether you're somebody who has a lot of friends or you're somebody who keeps your circle small, there's always like those handful of people like that you can count on one hand that you can talk to about just about anything with no judgment with no, you know, preconceived notions or any of that, right? But even beyond those people, there's still a difference between people you trust like that and and an actual professional help. So I'll find some links too, and I'll put it up in terms of resources if you are somebody who's struggling out there. But uh, but yeah, that's why I love doing this podcast too, because I, I try my best to let the conversation flow, and that was something that you know, Sterling and I got into and, and I'm actually happy we got into it because it just goes to show you, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, what color you are, you know what I mean? Uh, whether you're gay, straight, bisexual, whatever, like, you know, famous, not famous, money, you know, poor, whatever the case may be, we all we all deal with this stuff, right? And so I want to make sure if you're a listener of my show, man, that, uh, that I promote mental, physical and spiritual well-being in my show's that this show is a place you can come to to get a little slice of positivity for your day. And if you are struggling out there, please don't be ashamed to seek out help. Um, so again, man, I want to wrap it up by saying thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to Sterling. Um, you can check out the, the podcast on the host site at march4th.podbean.com. You can also check it on all the major streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Pod, Podcast Addict, iHeart, it's all there. Uh, if you like it, you enjoy it, feel free to tell somebody about it. Feel free to subscribe to it, share it. I really appreciate it. Don't do it for me. You know, do it do it for these artists like Sterling that we had on the show. And in closing, as we talked about at the end of the, the conversation, Sterling was cool enough to allow me to share a track off of 
Reflections Volume 1. It is the first track off of Reflections Volume 1, his his great covers record, which you can also check out on those streaming services I mentioned. Here is Cochise. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Peace. Put the blame on me so you yeah. 